Okay, great. So we just have, I can see everyone just joining now. So we'll give everyone um, about one minute and then I will start off the introductions. Okay, it looks like. Fun to watch those numbers climb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, I think I'll um, welcome everyone. Okay, so good afternoon, everyone. And I know in some cases it's good morning. Um, we'd like to welcome you all here to today's webinar, which is titled Scale Up Control. So we're thrilled to be joined again by Travis Saville, who is the HR Systems Lead at WAVE. And WAVE have an incredible scale-up story, which uh, Travis will take us through um, during this webinar. And I'd also like to introduce you to Mary Holland, who's our Chief Customer Officer here at PaySIP. And um, Mary will be moderating today's interesting discussion. So before we get started, just a few housekeeping points. So uh, the webinar is being recorded and will be available to you all after the event. You'll receive that by email with a link uh, to view it. Um, we have a lot of people joining us today, so everyone will be muted except for the panel. If you have any questions or comments, you can post them in the chat box or the Q&A section, and I'll monitor those as we go along, and we will set aside a couple of minutes at the end to go through those questions. And then um, we'll have a couple of poll questions throughout uh, the webinar also. So just as we get started, and as I'm on talking about polls, I will launch uh, the first poll so we can just get an idea of how your payroll departments are involved in scaling and growth initiatives at your company. So one moment now and we will launch this. Okay, so question one, is your payroll department involved in company scaling and growth initiatives or strategy? And you have a couple of options there. So you're yes, but to a limited extent, no, we're never consultant, consultant or only if there's a specific payroll issue to be addressed. So I was just going to drive out and then it's all the <laughs> panelists can't vote. Um, your, your vote is all of all three. You've been involved in it. <laughs> Mary, what do you think will be the, the leader here? I actually think it's only if a specific um, payroll issue, payroll but, with that, with, but with that being said, it depends on the position of the individuals on our, our webinar today, because if we have strategic leaders, then yes, they've been pulled in because they've made the, they made the presence of all of the global payroll data and mm -hmm. let that information be shared across the organization. So it's changed. So the, yes, um, I would probably then see them moving into being consulted and being aware of it because it's a journey as you move global and you're gonna help help us go through that journey today, Travis, on the scale up. So what do you think? Yeah, I think it's, you know, I would guess probably like a yes to a limited extent or only if specific payroll uh, issues are being addressed. I don't know, I'll be curious. I always like the polling questions. <laughs> Let's go then and share some results because I think we're, you should be able to see those results now, can you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and, I think 45% is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and well, I'm glad that we have the 45 and uh, the piece, the 41 for the payroll issues and, you know, never consulted doesn't sound great for anybody. I hope that 14 um, after we get done with the webinar today can then reach out to their senior leaders to talk about how they can be included would definitely be key. Okay, so if I guess we um, can go ahead and get started. 
So Travis, as Aoife mentioned, our webinar today is on scale-up control, focusing on company scaling and growth initiative strategy and having uh, a choice to selecting the ICPs that meet your company's needs. Mm -hmm. In January, just as a recap for everyone, we focused on the bigger picture with a focus on standardization, insights, and a unified global first model. In February, our webinar focused on execution excellence with all three, with the focus on automation, integration, all building to today's webinar that we're gonna talk about on our third pillar that supports Payslip's global payroll control platform, which is the foundation for harmonizing global payroll operations. So let's, look, let's hear about WAVE. Um, what has your roadmap been since the beginning of late 2020? And we'll be going into how you, where you started and where you are today. So want to tell us a little bit about WAVE and your company's mission? Yeah, of course. I, um, you know, put simply, like, WAVE has a simple mission, making Africa the first cashless continent. I think that's probably selling it a bit short, uh, but it's important to know within Africa and on the continent of Africa, upwards of 90% of the population is uh, unbanked, or, unbanked or underbanked. So WAVE is really focused on building life-changing infrastructure that promotes financial inclusion and products that, and building products that our customers love. Um, and that's how we're hoping to make Africa the first cashless continent. Well, and I think um, one of the, the things about your company in, in general, making it a cashless con continent uh, is very intriguing, but the pieces are, you have countries around the world that many of us probably don't even know where they are. We need our, uh, to pull out our map, right? And that's why having a world map and global payroll, we get to see. And then as we share the, you know, the story of what's happened, it's really onboarding all these countries, you have a lot of complexity and the pieces and how do you set that scale up control? So, Travis, I first met you in late 2020, and your goal was to onboard seven countries in Europe with a total of 18 employees. So let's focus on this one thing, seven countries, 18 employees, and we're going to hear a little bit more what's happened from that. You, at that point, needed to re um, register, do payroll registrations and all the pieces and have ICPs. During that period, we were in nine months of COVID. So to me, that's just first of all, very amazing. So Travis, can you share your um, kind of what your thoughts were in the journey that you went through um, when we first started that first implementation in January of 2021 so that we could get those 18 employees on board? Yeah, uh, fun times. <laughs> uh, so I think for additional context, uh, our business, we had a sister business called Sendwave. We're still um, you know, we love Sendwave. They do great work for those in the diaspora sending money into Africa. Um, but we uh, essentially had a merger and acquisition event. They were acquired by World Remit and Wave Mobile Money was going to spin out of that. So we had to, we were doing all this diligence work and it was prior to me joining and, you know, what came after diligence wasn't, or what came after the deal closed hadn't really been thought about. And so that's where we got into this position of, okay, now we have 18 employees and we have to figure out a way to pay them. Um, so I think, you know, when we had initially connected, I was probably overly optimistic or maybe a little like deer in the headlights, but I was like, we need payroll by January. So let's figure out what needs to happen. Um, and yeah, I definitely, I will always appreciate Payslip being uh, willing and kind of excited to also go on 
what seemed may have seemed like a fool's errand, but um, you know, incredibly short. I think we had like two months to do this all. Um, and I remember our first meeting, uh, you uh, were definitely, I, I think, had a healthy dose of skepticism. And I was like, it's going to be great. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's answering the question, but it definitely, I remember in, in thinking about it, just kind of like being really like, got to stay optimistic, like this is a hard challenge, so. Yeah, we definitely, um, when we first met and and even as we go through the, the journey that Travis is gonna share with us, uh, we were really wondering with 18 people, you wanted to join Payslip, which really a, is a global payroll platform, you know, for technology. And he, Travis definitely made the right decision based on what's happened, but not having the registrations, we also knew a little bit about the restructure. And luckily uh, we were able to just get our client success manager on board with Travis. And just she just took the initiative at that moment to make sure it happened. And there were ups and downs that were, we of course were skeptical because we were trying to get registrations with the governments that were closed down with COVID. So there was a lot of moving pieces, but got through that and finished it in January on time and everyone got paid. So that was, that was wonderful. So really thinking about that, Travis, did you have to um, present any business case to select when you made that selection of which providers to, you know, go to Payslip as a global payroll technology platform or what, what did your business have ask you for? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, prior to my knowledge of the acquisition, we had actually been looking at like a much larger payroll aggregation uh, between Wave and SendWave. And so we had already been building that business case, which was really nice because we were able to articulate like what wasn't working well in our current delivery. Um, so when we had to, we had this pivot, like, hey, Wave is actually going to spin out. We knew we weren't going to need something as robust as this payroll aggregator. Um, and so, but we were able to leverage kind of the pain points that we had identified. And I think one of the nice things was in having that groundwork done, I was quickly able to say like, this is how Payslip uh, pay will address these and we'll also get the help and support we need by using these kind of best in class in country providers or ICPs. Um, and so thankfully we had done some of the groundwork trying to solve our payroll delivery as kind of two companies with one common holding group. Mm -hmm. um, and we were able to quickly pivot using those pain points because we had we had experienced them. We weren't necessarily starting from scratch and we had identified how Payslip would help solve that um, in a cost-effective manner. And so I think being able to quickly pull those together uh, and <laughs> definitely emphasizing the deadlines that we were under helped our business move quickly here. No, I agree. And I think you, um, because you have that background, um, you recognized up front the complexity of the countries that you were in in your footprint, right? And mm -hmm. the first group of countries, the footprint was really in Europe, but that was really set up for, for business strategy purposes. Mm -hmm. um, even though you had uh, effort, the big focus was going to be on Africa. So you needed to find uh, a solution that was going to work. With that diverse of country population, you really you know, do have to look at the in-country provider to be able to provide the expertise, which that's definitely what you recognized. And you had, I guess, having that past history was good for the business case so that you can yeah. build out what was working and not working. And I think that sometimes is the, is the challenge as, as payroll leaders are trying to figure out how to build that business case and, and what you go about doing that particular model, but bringing up what's working today and what's not working and what's the gaps 
And then as we look at where are you going on your journey, you know, what is the company, what is the company's business and where are they located? That's a key, that was, this is definitely a key piece for, for Wave where you're located, um, the locations, and then how fast your growth is, right? Because you are, you, your mission was to, to scale up and we're gonna talk about that in a few minutes. So if I think we have our next polling question, Yes, we do. Um, that leads us nicely into the polling question that um, talking about the business case there. So when embarking on a global payroll project, did you design your RFP internally or enlist external help like a consultant? So we have um, built out the RFP internally, hired a global payroll consultant um, or, or contracted with a global payroll consultant or worked with an analyst firm such as Gartner and Everest, Everest Nelson Hall or there's another option there as well. So I'll give people um, just a minute or two to answer those. So, so Travis, did you get any um, information from outside with any of the outside consultants, a gardener or any of those pieces? No, we went at this at our own. So <laughs> um, I actually would have been curious if it would have been better with a consultant, just how quickly we were moving, but um, yeah, I'll be curious to see the spread of responses. Okay, and you know, having um, having worked with you, I, I I think you 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 and your team did a fantastic job. And one of the things that you know I've always highlighted every time I had discussions is you had a, an employee that was interested in getting more involved in global payroll, and you partnered him immediately into the the program and pulled them in. Mm -hmm. A cult as fast as you were moving, a consultant would have had to been up, brought up to speed, and you would be doing a lot of back and forth. But they play their role if you don't have staff, right? And they play their role in bringing expertise and best practices. Um, and then, of course, a lot of larger companies look at Gardner if they have access to Gardner and Everest, they can mm -hmm. use that in Nelson Hall. They can use that for the business case, right? So they can bring that information into the business case, which helps to kind of sell the direction they want to go. So let's just look and see what it is. So uh, you can, yeah, I'm just sharing those results now. Okay, so uh, about 29% went to um, built out the RFP um, internally. So they worked on those those uh, wonderful questions of everything you need, which is a, is a job in itself. Um, 39 uh, contacted a consultant, which is, is probably, common because of the workload in, in payroll, because they have the demands of always having to meet a due payroll in many pieces. So having somebody on the outside help you and get that work done is not a bad option. And then uh, only 13 went to an analyst firm. And then of course we have other 23, which I'm gonna say they probably did a blend of, of all of the, the top three. And it could be just going out to look at websites and, and seeing what's out there, doing some exploring themselves, going to demos, or even going to a, a, global, a global event for HR and payroll to get some insights. Okay, so thank you, Aoife. We'll go ahead and move forward. So Travis, to get the bigger picture view, WAVE needed a, a global first approach and standardizing the data sets as the foundation for future growth. Can you kind of share the journey that you've been on for the last 15 months and be sure to highlight the headcount and the countries that you have implemented to date, which is today, March 24th? Yeah, um, it, the last 15 months have been fun. Uh, so, uh, you know, 
from our initial, I think, launch was, was about 17 countries. We now deliver in over, I think, 19. Um, so 12 additional countries that were brought into the payslip uh, architecture. Um, you know, our, oper our operating countries are OPCO, um, are our markets in which our product is live and operating. Um, so Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire, I think, were the two that were already uh, operating when we, uh, when we had started meeting. And we did the work after we got through that initial setup to bring them into Payslip. Um, and then we went and, you know, we got, we were really excited to expand. And so we, uh, you know, Senegal and Cote d'Ivoire, I think we're at about 200 and 300 employees um, at that time. And we're steadily growing. And we added uh, Mali and Burkina Faso, um, you know, through, I think, the summer. Um, and then we got to this fall period, uh, and I think by that time Senegal had gotten up to 700 employees, CI was closely chasing it, um, Mali had grown really quickly, uh, Waves growth happens really explosively once we um, enter a market and find product market fit, um, we go from, you know, three employees to 20 employees to 50 to 100 to 300. Um, and it's, you know, really a testament of our recruiting team, but I definitely would say payroll plays its part. Um, and then in this past, I would say the last quarter of the year, we um, launched uh, four more additional countries. So Uganda, um, Benin, Togo, uh, Niger, small employee populations, but steadily growing. And I think by the end of the year, you know, CI had surpassed <laughs> Senegal, so over, I think, 800 employees now. Um, Mali has well over 300. Burkina solidly growing. Um, and ultimately, our headcount went from about, you know, 200, 250 to 300 uh, of January last year to over 2,500 as we started the year this year. So um, just really expansive growth um, as our products continue to grow and our consumer, our customers uh, really found love for Wave, its branding and its products. Yeah, you, de you definitely had an amazing growth. I can't even, if we talk about 18 at the beginning of 2021 and where we are today at the beginning yeah. of 2022. I mean, even with, in Europe, like our yes. growth, like in the UK, our growth in Spain, um, you know, it's been phenomenal to see those countries or, you know, a handful of people. And I was like, doesn't make sense to open payroll here, but really just being able to find great talent in those markets and having payroll is definitely, I think, uh, a reassurance for some of our engineers and some of our remote folks joining us. Well, and I think the other, the, the real scale up piece that you had is you went into countries that aren't the normal countries to be opening operations in, right? A lot of, there's some, there's a lot of operations that are in Africa, but not so much of the scale up growth that you actually had. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at, looking at what you did and I think the really looking at the standardization and having the big picture of what's actually happening made an impact to your, your scale up growth. Yeah. How, how do you think the, um, the platform, if you didn't have a global payroll technology platform, how would you been able to manage that growth? I mean, did that, did that position you to be able to scale up quickly? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I think, you know, with the, it kind of served as a playbook in two ways. So launching countries, you know, we knew exactly what we needed to do. And I think, you know, myself, uh, Boris, um, the folks on the payroll team, it's like, okay, we know how to add a country to payslip. Let's go ahead and start working through that. But also as we were growing, making sure 
that we were able to train our payroll associates like, hey, this is how we add people to payslip. These are the you know cadence levers and joiners, making sure that that helps seamlessly uh, you know sync with our data, especially for our gross to nets, um, and that reporting to come back into payslip. And um, I, so I definitely think like on the ongoing growth after we had launched, like it was super helpful to have like our kind of standard like this is how our payroll process runs. Um, and then in launching new countries, really working with our you know customer success manager at payslip understanding you know kind of what i think you know we've had a lot of at bats with icps so we've gotten really good at identifying like what icp <laughs> is going to work well with us and also what icp uh, you know works well with payslip and so it's been really helpful uh, to kind of have that playbook for launching because we're able you know i, I think last you know last quarter of um, 2021, uh, <laughs> time is blending together, but I think we launched like a new market every six weeks. And so mm -hmm. it was really nice to, and you know, I, I wasn't perfect. Like I, Mary, you know that, uh, yeah. but I think we were able to iterate and continuously improve. And it just kind of, we were working through what that playbook was to bring new countries online to run payroll. And I think now it feels, you know, well-oiled to the extent that it can be, um, and definitely feels scalable. Yeah, you're, you're definitely, you've definitely been scalable because you use the, the playbook to kind of build as you added that. So you at least knew what you was expected. And then having, because of the diversity, having the ICP and a standard playbook that went through the coordination with the ICPs is extremely important as you started the scale up. The other thing I kind of like to, to highlight is the scale up or the work you actually did with your finance team with your general ledger. I think that has, has to have ma massively helped them at Wave. Yeah, it's definitely, I think one of the things, um, you know, prior to this, we had, you know, based on our delivery, payroll general ledger was created by different parties and um, I, I don't think anyone was happy. <laughs> uh, so I think being able to automate that and, you know, now identify those variances or where things are off, you know, really quickly help us meet kind of our tight closed deadlines that finance is always pushing up against. Um, and yeah, so I would say the automation of the general ledger across all of our payroll delivery countries is definitely seen as a win internally, both not only for my payroll team, which in operating countries was, mm -hmm. you know, having the task of generating that by, you know, an Excel sheet, um, but also, uh, you know, our finance team, which now has a report that they can monthly take and upload it into our ERP. No, I think I think that's been key because of, of the growth and actually many clients, that's the one piece um, as they're scaling up is just getting that because that whole it's a whole nother group in finance to make sure you get the reporting and the piece because reporting's very critical as you're going through this process and definitely helps. So um, what is what's the plans for 2022? I mean, you shared a little bit. I know we're you, you said, you know, 17, 18, 19, I think I think we're we actually are in implementation or my implementation team is working on a couple more. So I think that they're ready to launch 21 uh, countries yeah. and you got your 2,500 employees. And I was told today by the client success manager, she said, wait till we get the report at the end of March, Mary is gonna be up more than that. <laughs> so um, we see the growth, but what do you, what plans are in store for you? Yeah, so I think for us, um, you know, right now, I, we launched a lot of markets. And so I think we're trying to um, grow those markets and that will be our focus. Um, 
which will kind of be nice. I think payroll gets a little bit of a breather from the go launch a new market. But I will say with anything at Wave, things change quickly. We could get, you know, a license from one of these new markets that we're really excited about. And, you know, I'll be calling you and say, hey, we have to pivot. Um, <laughs> we're launching, you know, this new market in East Africa. Um, but for right now, I think uh, we will continue to grow our existing markets, really kind of developing features that our um, customers love, building our customer bases, especially in our newer markets. Um, and then uh, ultimately, I think for the payroll team, it's kind of our opportunity to come in and iterate. Um, our finance team wants to start changing how we do some financial reporting. And, you know, we're obviously taking that moment to rest from <laughs> Q4, but I think now we're starting to look at it and say like, okay, how, like, you know, if we want to start doing departmental level costing or project costing, like how can Payslip support us in that? Um, and I'm really confident that we're going to be able to deliver something that provides those meaningful insights to our business leaders um, in partnership with Payslip. Well, I, you definitely will be able to because you set, you did the scale on your scale up control as you went from 18 to where you are today in 2,500. You set that playbook of uh, you went through that process. So your processes, even though in countries you have different pieces, you mm -hmm. set that playbook and schedule, and you have your workflow that you've been able to rapidly bring on new new um, countries, new employees, headcounts. So it, it hasn't impacted you if you've added you know, 200 in a location, the processes are still the same and everything is, is flowing through those processes. But now you have the ability, as you said, to take a step back and your standardization and reporting will then be able to provide great insights with what the last year was and with the journey and the cost and where you're going. And definitely with, this, with the scale up of your growth, you really need to pay attention to that because the markets are changing so fast. You know, as we talked a little bit earlier, just about the growth of hiring employees and those pieces where you're going to hire and where you're going to put employees. So we're going to see in, in many organizations, um, everyone is going to scale up and put people where we can find talent. So there's the talent war exists today. So we're going to see opening new countries, you know, for maybe a small population of employees and how can you make sure that your company is set up to, to take that growth and scale up and, and, having the ability to pick who you want to work with is, is kind of huge too when, when we talk about the ICP and, and that piece. So that kind of brings me to my next question about what advice would you have for organizations with rapid growth, growth and they really want to have the, the choice to pick their ICP? So what, what best practices and advice would you give? Yeah, um, I think the first, like ask, like ask around, um, you know, I don't go at it alone, I guess, is probably the better nugget of advice. Um, but I think really identify like what the pain points are with your current payroll delivery, what's working well, what's not working well, and just have honest conversations with any ICP that you're interviewing. Like, how would they address that? And I also think if you're looking at like a technology provider like Payslip, like establish that buy-in and success with your customer service manager or customer success manager. So they can help guide you if there's like, hey, have you considered this or, you know, your population in Portugal is one employee now, but what would happen if it became 15? Like would, um, you know, your ICP be able to handle that? Are they excited about that challenge? And so I think like be uh, willing to like update kind of what your um, like ideal solution is based on new data that you get and, you know, ask for advice. I think that's probably the one thing that helped us most in Europe where 
there were countries where I hadn't, you know, processed before and just finding really strong ICPs who were willing to come in and say, you should do it this way and here's why, um, helped us, you know, successfully launch payroll there. Well, I think I think that's kind of key is they have they're the in-country provider have the expertise for that particular location. And mm -hmm. it's, it's really hard to be an expert in every country and and picking one that's going to work with you as you looked at your size. Right. Where the question of really about growth. Right. Uh, are you one or two right now? But are you, you going to move to, you know, to a thousand in the next year is important because you want you need to pick that one that's going to work for your size that you yeah. actually need. And then, you know, just in your particular case, because you're in new new areas with entities and setting up registrations and different pieces, then providing you that that insight of what to do. And in some cases, you really do need that in some of the countries. It's just the requirements to do additional report for HR, an HR snapshot of employees in certain countries and what actually happens. But having that expertise to go out there and look for the one that's going to meet your needs. And I think that it's really important if you're if you're have the responsibility of making sure you, you have scale up and you have good providers that once a, our payroll job is always around making sure we're compliant and delivery of accurate and timely pay. So we really have to make sure that we, we have trusted partners. And then of course we have to have a technology platform that really lets us know what's actually happening, right? Because with the amount of countries you have, how do you, how do you really know if you didn't have a platform? What do you think? Yeah. How do you think that would that be spreadsheets or who knows what we would have <laughs> to have us with yeah. that situation? <laughs> I mean, managing just the like our, you know, SLAs, so to speak, um, you know, between our vendors, like without having like having without having that automated, I think would be like a full time like payroll admin job of like, hey, are we like, you know, is our provider actually meeting the commitments that we agreed upon? Um, and so I definitely. Uh, yeah, I think anytime you can automate some of that, it definitely provides the visibility for you as the owner of the payroll process to manage, like, is this going, you know, as we expected? Mm -hmm. And hopefully better, mm -hmm. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you're, you're, um, you brought up the factor where you're moving to, it's leveraging the, the ability for the reporting, but it's also leveraging the ability to have a platform for audits and be always be audit ready so that you have that. And then the process is, the playbook helping you go through the process. There's no surprise you have it. You have it documented. So um, you have been, as I as I know, you've got some new team members on your team, and because of the the playbook and the structure that you have, they've been onboarded fairly quickly, and they know exactly what they're what they need to do because you've had growth and you're hiring um, new employees. But because you have the the platform, the basic platform you're able to, to move forward and, and get people trained quickly and up and running for your needs. Yeah. And it's definitely helped a lot with like our crop, like having that playbook and how, I mean, mm -hmm. at least the platform and our payroll processing being the similar, like substantially similar. There may be some things that are different, what things, some things are called or some rounding errors um, where we're paying net, but it's really nice that, uh, our in-country teams can really work cross-functionally. So when we do bring in, we, you know, we just had a payroll manager start in Burkina Faso. You know, I was able to not only leverage our payroll manager in Senegal, but our payroll manager at CI, and they were able to both kind of help cross-train, which reduced the burden of, you know, pooling their time fully 
Um, and it's just really been beneficial. And then also it's been a great empowerment for our more junior team members, our payroll coordinators, to be able to come in and, you know, we're a pretty egoless company. Um, so being able to come in and say, hey, this is how I best use Payslip. Um, this is how, these are my day-to-day -day tasks and really feel empowered to not only uh, train those new hires, but also bring them into kind of our playbook. No, it, it's definitely important because we have a lot of moving pieces. We've seen that really with COVID with certain areas. Um, the whole team may be out of the office because they might have been yeah. impacted in a certain country and having really just having the ability to have that playbook, have a platform, the visibility is kind of key to making sure you can have scale up and making sure we're meeting those requirements for our employees and, and also for our organization. So yeah. Ethan, that brings, us, <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to our next question. Grace, um, okay, just one moment there. So um, is your global payroll process scalable? So um, yes, we have our data standardized at a global and um, local level and a, and a tech platform to support scalability or know all our data is in different formats and it takes us months to onboard new countries with our providers, or we're in the process of restructuring our global payroll processes so we can be scalable. So what do you guys think it's going to? I hope it's not no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope not either. Um, <laughs> I think every I think if you do a survey um, on this, I think it's just everybody's on that restructuring journey, right? Or they want to get the standardization journey. I think that's an area too where people sometimes are afraid to say I might only be 70% standardized or 80%, but we're you have to take those steps to get there. And if you if you don't have it, then you have to have a place to start. And I and I think really looking at payroll and trying to get it standardized drives many functions and um, that's gonna support the organization. So Travis, what do you think that we're gonna see in the results? I'm gonna guess it's gonna be like a you know three-way split, but hopefully with work becoming more global, we're gonna see people are either, they've tackled this to some degree or in the process of restructuring. And I think, you know, as you noted, like you gotta know where you're at and you gotta right. start you know, pathway. Uh, to move forward to that standardization, um, especially if you want to achieve scale. And so I'm hoping it leans heavily to the process of like considering it, or, you know, we're starting to think about how we solve this uh, challenge for our business, but we'll see. Okay, I will end it now. So just going to share those results. You should be able to see them. Oh, very good. So we, um, so Travis, we got the uh, 55 and we, that's what we really wanted to have um, in that, which is, which is good um, because they're in the, in the process of looking at the restructuring and the global processes so that it can be scalable for all of the countries for growth and also scalable for what they have now. It's really important to look at where you are now. Is it going to be scalable now? And then in the future on that piece. And then uh, no, I've, the group that said no, the 14% with all in different formats, I think that's, that's a, a goal or a challenge that you can start. And it, it, it will be a journey to get that, that exercise. Um, I'll ask Travis in a minute about how fun that exercise was, because that is probably the challenge to get started. And then, yeah, um, and then 34%, you know, we have, they have data standardization. But, so that's excellent, really, yeah. uh, at least having the 34. So very good. I mean, if we look at that, we have almost 80, 
84, uh, no, 89 people that are, are really actually, maybe I don't have my math right, but 83% on that. So that's, that's really quite an achievement. So, so Travis, if we talk about the standardization, uh, spend a few minutes on that standardization journey and getting started, what would some of the best practices you would recommend for, for doing that? Yeah, um, I think best practices, uh, starting somewhere to turn. And I think for us, you know, that process started in Europe. So what does this gross to net, you know, process look like? Starting to think through like, okay, what are like, you know, when we look at payroll delivery, what are the things that need to happen? Leavers, joiners, time and attendance, temporary payroll updates, and kind of building our work back plan, I think was really helpful. And um, you know, once we had that kind of a stat, like our calendar, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, you know, it's not that, you know, our in countries, for example, in Africa, where a lot of the times we pay net, um, you know, it's kind of reversing that. So like, okay, we know it's not the traditional gross to net process, but net to gross. Um, but what are the things that need to happen before? How do we add those to that calendar? And mm -hmm. we know there's some, I guess, we have to be flexible. We have to meet our ICPs. We have to meet our business where they're at. Um, and so I think having the framework of like, these are the pre-payroll steps. These are the preview steps. These are the post-payroll steps. And then being able to come in and build our calendar per country has been really helpful in standardizing our process and also giving us that visualization of where is payroll delivery for any given country at this point in the month. Um, and so I'm not sure if that's answering your question perfectly, but yeah. I would say as we <laughs> approach standardization, really kind of thinking about what our calendar, like what our core elements of payroll processing were, and then what were the calendar, what was the calendar that this needed to happen or the cadence that this needed to happen in each of our markets? Well, I think what you did is you set your standard, right? You set your standard and your playbook that you've mentioned. And then when the new countries come in, you, you don't go off from that playbook unless there's a defined reason, right? And, mm -hmm. and then you know what that defined reason is. So that's, that's the one thing about standardization. If somebody thinks they'll always get to 100, you'll be close to, with a good model, but you may have exceptions. And why do you have that exception? It generally should be country driven. So you've set that kind of standard for that. So that really actually provided a great structure as you started to scale up control in many countries, because if you didn't have that, you would be, you know, um, in one of the 14% where it's all over the place, right? You have different pieces. And then what's your next, you know, the next kind of journey that now they want to look at reporting and, and ledgers and all those pieces, just imagine if there's no kind of set standardization for the general ledger, the core person in finance is going to have to try to figure out really what's happening. And, and, and you actually have saved them tremendous amount of time. We don't, sometimes we, we look at what, what's actually happened, but having a, a standardized model and it's scaled up and you know what the general ledger is going to look like for these accounts and you're using it to the, to the, the ability, that's going to actually have the scale up of really supporting finance. And that's yeah, really... I mean Go ahead. I would say it's kept both of our like our payroll and our finance teams incredibly lean compared to our mm -hmm. size. Um, and I think leveraging technology has been key to that. Like, if not, we would have, you know, GL accountants just <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, definitely. If we look at the growth that you've been in, you would have just been hiring people to to just be trying to figure out what's happening in the connection. You would have had a huge, a huge hire. 
and it wouldn't be it's really not um, using the best use of the talent either right they don't have the tools and technology to be successful in their job and then they too can now i mean having it the structure that you have you have key people that can be strategic in the organization up to that first question is do they ask us when they're they have a new initiative in our organization i'm sure they ask the uh the team um, at WAVE because you provided such strategic direction. So I, you're, you're invited to the table and you're one of the key stakeholders and that's really um, critical to the organization. Yeah, it's definitely something that we, we love being a part of it. And I think like mm -hmm. we love being able to deliver payroll that doesn't hold our business back, so. Right, and, and you know that your contributions are helping the organization scale up and move forward. And, and I think your entire mission to me when I've been out to your website is very, it's a great mission and a great initiative. And just seeing that scale up and what's happened is, is to me is amazing in, in the last you know, 15 or 16 months that I've been working or with WAVE. So Aoife, that brings us to um, questions. So do we have some questions? Uh, sorry, yes, I'll just turn back on. <laughs> We Turn you do. back on. <laughs> um, so we have um, a question here about um, ICPs. Do your ICPs produce the GL files according to standard or is this done in aggregation engine of Payslip? Yeah, so uh, we have a standard and if not, we uh, that we try to get to with all of our ICPs. And that's kind of the first question that we ask is what does your GL export look like? how flexible is it, especially with some of the smaller providers, they may not have that flexibility. But one of the things that we do leverage within Payslip is like, okay, if we can't get it exactly how we want it to look, that's fine. How do we ingest this data into Payslip and then spit out our consolidated GL, which is ultimately what we're using um, for our, in, our ERP uh, input or, or intact <laughs> Uh, import. Um, so yeah, I it's a combination of both. Like we do have a standard that I think is very agreeable to Payslip. Um, and that's kind of what we try to get to. But one of the nice things is Payslip does help us bridge where we may choose a provider that has less flexibility, but it has more subject matter expertise. Yeah. And just to that, to that point, um, we're flexible enough. And in some cases, the GL is being done directly from the payslip team and a development. And so the development of the file is being done because you've standardized the elements, take the information from the gross to net with all of the pieces um, that are there along with the employer cost and have the, the book, uh, the, the GL generated and it's generated as soon as the payroll's closed and it goes into any, any of the systems that you have out there. NetSuite is pretty a popular one. You might have SAP or Oracle without there. Um, whatever you're using, it all comes down to getting that standardized. Once we have the, the standardized world word, it's the standardized file format that you actually need and the information's in payslip. So we have your we have the data all, it's just a matter of getting it um, set up and it's fairly easy process once we know exactly what you need. You know, for one, one of our clients, um, they're in France and so they just need an extra field in one of on their GL file because for the statutory audit um, in France, they need to see everything in French. So we just end up bringing that in because we have the, the platform has English and local language, which is very helpful. Um, if you're in other countries, um, that English might not be your first language. It really does help the teams. Okay, Aoife. Okay, um, I actually have lots of questions in, um, but we're still on the ICP. Um, so <laughs> another one here. 
So you rely on your ICPs as a main source of knowledge and expertise on the country. But at the same time, you need some type of high level knowledge on the country to be able to manage the payroll. How do you ensure this knowledge is not lost and kept within the company? Yeah, um, so I mean, I can speak to that at Wave. Like we're big on documentation, we're big on writing. Um, and we're also like, we're very big on uh, kind of like documenting like where things go wrong. Um, and so oftentimes like, I'll use one example, like I picked the wrong UK provider and it was like not <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, and Mary, like I had to have a call with Mary. I was like, this isn't working. Like we got to get out of this. But I also had to go back and document like, okay, where, like, where did this start to go wrong? Like, where do I think the process breakdown was? How would we potentially avoid that in the future? And then that way we just preserve that knowledge within the company. So it's hopefully not to, you know, hopefully we'll pick great ICPs. And I feel like I've gotten better at identifying ICPs that will be great partners for WAVE and WAVE's unique challenges. But if, you know, I were to leave WAVE, I don't plan on it. But <laughs> if, you know, I were to leave WAVE for something else and someone comes in, my hope is that they would be able to make reference to what was this learning about, you know, this thing that went sideways in the UK and, you know, why did we make that mistake? And so I think one of the things is we try to document our feedback and our learnings uh, kind of as we go or, you know, in the moment. So if we do have to look back or someone is coming into it, you know, later, in life, so to speak, <laughs> like there is that knowledge base for them. Yeah, the, the other thing I think if you have an individual issue with one uh, particular, let's say it's a month or a calculation and you go to the ICP and get their documentation, the, the one thing that's really nice about the payslip platform is you can keep that note that the ICP gave you and you're, it's in okay. that particular <laughs> payroll for that month. And what that does is help you when a year later, when an audit comes up or the employee asks the question, why was it taxed this way, right? So often it's, it's a special taxation or some special treatment of something and you have the ability to have that. And as Travis said, it's keeping the documentation, having it available to the teams and having a shared folder with that information. It's kind of like knowledge sharing and continuing um, to have some good resources and tools for the team. Yeah, I forgot, I use notes like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, it's, it, we get a lot of, we get a lot of emails and we have these things that where we're going to store it about a particular country or a particular event for that month. And, you know, that is the one time when you need to go out to the ICP and get a, a big breakdown that someone's going to ask you 12 months later what happened. And you can just go and find that for that particular month, which is great for that country. Agreed. Okay, um, so we have a question here about standardization. So do you think that standardization and payroll can be applied not only to payroll tools, but also to the ways of, to, to ways of working? Uh, I think yes, but you have to like maintain some flexibility. I look at like our on, like one of the things I should probably like, you know, it's great that we've been able to grow and pay these people on time as quickly as we have, but like, I mean, it really is from an HR standpoint or a people team standpoint, we have recruiting that's having to go through, like how do they standardize their recruiting process, but also keep it, you know, personal, something that's really in the wave brand. Similarly with like our onboarding, we have kind of like what our standard onboarding is, but we know in some countries, you know, there will be other documents that we need to collect or we'll need to have specific trainings given concerns, um, you know, in that market. And so I think, you know, having kind of our standardized, like, you know, here are, predefined steps and being able to be flexible where it's, you know, 
determined country specific has definitely helped us achieve scale across our entire people function. Yeah, I, I would agree with um, Travis. I think you, it's more than just the payroll, it's a standardization of the flow coming from H, you know, it really starts in recruiting, right? The recruitment all the way down to back to pay, you know, over to payroll and that those processes of how you, you get the hire and all that information, the required documents in the, for each country. But then there's the other piece of how do you how do you have standardization around salary changes? What is the process for salary changes? What's the what is the process? How the how is the termination done? All of those pieces of having standardization that you know what's happening with it, and it does involve as Travis meant meeting with those teams. So that's that then pulls our stakeholders together so that they know what payroll needs and and we know what they need and how we all work together to get that standardization and how we how we how we can continue to have process improvements with it, I think is really key. And at least on the GL side, so I work with many clients and one of the one of the items that they go through is when they're doing their standardization of their elements and classifications for the platform. And we have the ability to bring it in English and local language, but the piece of getting, getting that all set up so you can do the subcategory classifications is key, but then a lot of times they bring in the finance team because what are they looking for in reporting? Like what is their key piece? So getting that standardization for a good, a good GL and also a good element classification helps you long-term to be able to have that base. So it, it feeds all across the organization because it could be as simple as the HR team wanting to do a reporting on how many bonuses they did in the last year, right? So how many, how many, how many uh, recruitment bonuses have we done and what is our, our projection to that and what's really going on in certain areas? Because maybe it's, maybe you have strong recruiting in one country, but you're not having in other areas and what's the difference so they can start to analyze that. Yeah, the data, I will say the data analytics and the data insights that payroll can provide, like, is just, um, you know, once you can, there's a lot of things to do, but it feels like there's an immense amount of value we can provide to our businesses. Yeah, I think we have gold mines in yeah. payroll with the information is just getting that you've done your standardization. So now you're taking, everybody takes our next step and you really are really supporting the business. So Eva, what's our next question? Um, okay. Payroll. Yeah. Payroll. <laughs> it's very, it's very active amount of questions here. So, um, so having that many countries and different I, ICPs, will, will you recommend to have a special general tax advisor, for example, Deloitte, PwC, or the likes, for the more complex questions that the ICP are not able to support? Do you use that type of services? Yeah, so we have really, I mean, given we're a US funded company, we have a great relationship with uh, PwC. We also have auditors in all of our markets giving our, you know, we're not a bank, but we're very close to the financial services industry. Um, so we're, you know, we're heavily regulated. And so uh, we have really strong relationships with our auditors here in North America, but also in our operating countries and um, when needed or, you know, if our RC, like, I think one of the things we try to develop really quickly with our ICPs is like, if you're not sure, like, just let us know, like, we may not know. And that's, you know, we don't, I think we try to approach it very egosly. Like we know our ICPs won't know everything, but in general, I think we've done a good job of like getting ICPs. You can say, this is generally what we recommend or generally what we see, but you know, we're going to encourage you to chat with your uh, tax advisors and which case I call our CFO and I'm just like, Hey, 
we've got this question that's come up, uh, you know, this is what our ICP thinks, do we want to have PwC weigh in? Um, and typically he can connect us with our right person, whether it be PwC or one of our local auditors. I, I think that's key um, to have that those resources. It doesn't matter who you're using to have the ability to reach out to somebody. And it's mo it's also on the legal side because mm -hmm. in a lot of countries we have to have some legal piece to it. But it also, if you're reaching out to those firms and keeping the corporate tax, uh, understanding what's happening, you're also kind of letting the company know where, where some exposures or risks might be in the organizations. Because in some, you know, we all know Many countries are, are less risky than others, but just having them be aware. And the accounting firms and the legal firms have that advice because they're dealing with many clients. So that's the other piece that's really important. And depending on um, your business, if you're a heavily traded, uh, public traded company in the US and offering a lot of you know, RSUs and different share options, then you really do need to make sure your ICP understands. And if you want to confirm, you can confirm directly and get a nice, I've seen nice matrices build out so that you have a reference point, just as Travis said, we document it. So you get their advice of how it's supposed to be taxed and treated. And then you can make sure that that's what's happening with the ICPs too, just because some compensation packages are very complex. So you do need, yes. <laughs> you do really do need legal and the accounting firms to help you. But a great question because you, we'd have to have our resources, right? Our, our toolkit of resources. We have our, our platform, we have our, 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 work, our implementation playbook to scale up, but we also have to have resources and support and documentation to make us have all of the scale up pieces. So Aoife, next question. We have time for one more. So um, a question here, um, how do you put central employee data from a single global source to use in the pace of the environment? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, being able to integrate uh, your HRIS within Payslip is probably, that's one of our big, uh, I probably should have led with that. That's our opportunity for 2022 um, is finally being able to tie those two systems together. But I think uh, where you're able to integrate, um, Mary, you can probably speak more to this, but I think you should. It reduces a lot of the work that my team takes on. Um, but you have to you have to be really thoughtful on how you integrate those systems, which I think is one of the things that we we've been really busy scaling up new locations, and so we've intentionally said, let's wait to do that. Like we know it's more painful for our team, but we can at least ensure everything's going to flow to payroll correctly. Um, even if it's more labor intensive. And I think now that we have, as our businesses will continue to grow and add people, the use case for integration becomes more important for at least Wave. Um, but yeah, Mary, I'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically um, integration is kind of the key. And so we have the ability to integrate with any of the HCMs. If you go from like Workday all the way over to Bamboo or Oracle. So it's just a matter of getting their file specification documents. And really one of the things that you have to look at in integration um, from when you talk about employee data, what is really actually being stored in the HCM? Because a lot of times you'll find that they worked on the HR piece, but they didn't do some of the things that are needed for payroll. So can, you know, you, you have, you might have an exercise is can we do, can we get that information into um, the HCM system so it can come up, come over? What are those items that are missing, right? There, there's always going to be some items that are missing. 
So once the integration comes in um, into Payslip, which is you, you set your in integration table that is based on what your business needs with it. You know, you can do daily, but sometimes it's, you don't really need daily feeds. You may, may do it three or four times a month if you're on the monthly payroll and you set that schedule. But then what's left over, so you can then do those from imports. Where's that information coming? You can have imports. You can even um, give a role to the person that's supposed to put that information in and they update the employee's record and then everything kind of flows together. So the, the people or the clients that we have with integration, they love it. They, uh, they go through the process and they're actually, in some cases I have some clients that are integrating even for one or two employees, which you think, well, what? You know, why would you do that? But they know that they're going to scale. So they mm -hmm. set the integration up and they know that they're already on the growth path to grow. And so they said, we, we just want integration for all countries. And, and that's, it really does save a lot of time. And then you get clean reports that say exactly where the information came on change reports and you see the files. And then there, there's validations Great that can be audit. run against that. <laughs> Great for audit, your, your audit pieces are, are growing. And, and that's, that's the one thing about having a global control platform for payroll is the fact that you're always gonna be audit ready and you, and you can scale. Like I'm gonna say you have scale, but you have the automation and the integration of all the pieces. And we did do a, um, on a, the integration and automation, we did our February webinar um, was, on, was on talking about those two items. And we had another client of ours, um, David from Cloudera that kind of talked about the pieces that he had with that. So um, if you're interested, I know that Eva would be happy to give you the link and probably out on our website that you can listen to that because it's, it's key to think about what your journey is gonna be about. And it depends on where you are today. And it may be just be, this is what I'm gonna do for this year. This is my goal. And this is what I'm gonna do for next year. And Travis, I already have on his roadmap. Um, he may not know this, but he has to do an integration because his growth and, um, he can then he can then have more um, initiatives and automation and the reporting that you get from the integrations and the automations and the validations that you can have on that is, is really recognizing missing fields, missing items. All of those items kind of save you time in the in the payroll process. So, Eva, I will share it. I turn it over to you. Yeah, so um, we're coming close to the end or uh, the top of the hour. So I think what we'll do is there's a couple of more questions. So um, I think I'll take those offline, send them directly to yourselves, and um, I will answer those directly with the, um, the attendees. Um, I think that's the easiest way to do it. So um, thank you both for your, um, your excellent insights. Uh, Travis, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and so, um, and it's really great to hear about your, your scaling story and, um, and really like to watch Wave grow has been incredible from our point of view. So um, it's great to have you on today. So there's a couple of people asking if the webinar is recorded. It, it is recorded and the link will be um, sent to you by email in the next uh, 24 hours or so. Um, as Mary mentioned, we do have previous webinars. They're available on the webinar section on, your, on our website, but I'll also include a link to that in the email so that if anyone does want to speak, listen to that automation and integration one, it'll be there on that follow-up email as well. So if, do it, Mary or Travis, do you have any final thoughts before we close out? Uh, thanks for having me. It's always, I love chatting about Wave and kind of the journey and, you know, Mary and the whole Payslip team, thanks for kind of helping empower that and really uh, joining us with that. I, you know, again, thinking back to when we started, like, 
a ride, I guess. <laughs> so I'll leave it. It, it was a journey and even uh, Travis laughing when he had to get some registration form at the last minute to FedEx off someplace. But um, taking it, taking this journey with um, having some humor is always good and, and knowing that, you know, you make, you might make a decision in one direction, but you might have to change it. And, and that's, that's really, we're all going through that for the process improvement, but really um, it's always a pleasure to have you Travis, cause it's your, your story is amazing. But the team has been amazing. The team, you know, the growth of the team. And, and as you said, you shared the ideas of how they can do things better in their sharing. And, and that really shows the, the true leadership that WAVE has. So that to me is, is, is very key too. And my entire team loves working for WAVE. We, the, the little penguin is like always happy for us and a, yeah. a smile. So thank you. Great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for attending. And um, we will be back soon with our next webinar next month. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.